That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. Welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Big week in Hollywood. Oscar noms are out. We got, uh, oh, maestro just everywhere. It's a maestro fest. Oh, wow. You know why they are such a long distance in between announcing the nominees and the night? Like, yeah, what that's is weird. The when purpose? is the night? Is it March yeah, well, I don't 10th? Know. It's in... March 10th. Is it so people can see the movies in between and, oh, and get excited? That could be. Maybe. That could be. Yeah. But the movies have all been out for a while. I know. When do they? So the nominees come out, nominations come out, but then. Do they already know who the winner is, or there's still like a voting process for that? Do we know? Uh, oh, I don't know when the votes are. Com- I, I would imagine the voting is still happening now. So then there's the campaign. Maybe there's like the whole like campaigning of going mm-hmm. out. Br- Bradley Cooper's got to get his nose out there. Necessary. <laughs> oh no! Wait. <laughs> First every joke day. of the day. First Would, joke I of the miss day. what Alex said. Every oh. campaign is unnecessary. I made a Bradley Cooper nose joke. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, Bradley Cooper's nose walks into a bar. No, No, I just made a reference to... He said he's got to get his nose out there. Yeah. Oh. I liked it. No? Goldie's unimpressed. (laughs) These campaigns, it's like no one makes a decision more than 10 seconds before voting. Yes. Right. That's all you need. You go, you look at a ballot, you go, yes, 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 no, no. No No one's sitting there tormented going like... May, December, or Oppenheimer. <laughs> My God, I need uh, to write a list of pros and cons. I need to consult the smartest people I know. Let me see all the print media to decide. <laughs> I need to read the criticism both ways and make the most informed decision. They just go like, no, that was good. I like that one. And, uh, and so much of it is probably your mood going in as you sit there. You know, like if if you just get in a fight with your wife right before yeah. you see it and yeah. then you're like well i like this movie because it's yeah. not my wife yeah <laughs> i'm not voting for barbie because my I wife with liked my wife. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well saltburn got snubbed got i don't oh. think it got anything wow which was you know that's typical hollywood i think it was the most exciting movie of last year 
but uh, the, the holdovers got a bunch of stuff, and and I yeah. I believe Dave Hemmingson is going to win only because we're subtly rooting against him. But he no. is going to win. No, we're not. <laughs> we're we're happy. We're proud. A Family Guy writer is nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, but that's so cool. I think he's definitely going to win. So I that'll hope be so. I hope so. That'll be something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But you love the holdovers. Yeah. Sure, but I don't it's it's not like even a sports team I root for. If the if the movie I like doesn't win a trophy, nothing happens to me. I don't That's right. true. I don't Very get upset. Like it yeah. doesn't bother me. It's That's it's true. apart from me. I've never I mean, we were backstage at the Oscars that oh, year. We were understage. I've, but I was <laughs> literally. literally at one point because I don't know if you remember, we rotated out who was backstage with Seth in case something yeah. happened. Of course, nothing happened. Right. That we would then write some incredible spontaneous joke. <laughs> Right. was the thought <laughs> the bon mot of the night yeah you and could not find worse candidates <laughs> instead, no, that. True. instead uh catherine zeta jones and michael douglas made a goldie sandwich outside the bathroom <laughs> yeah that was uh, big, I, I saw hugh jackman with his shirt off i yeah the, the weirdest one that i haven't talked about on the podcast was it it was like six hours before the broadcast or whenever we got there yeah and i was just walking in the hallway and Channing Tatum was leaning against a doorway and he could see me come all the way down the hallway. It was a long right. hallway. It was like a one-on-one. Right. On one. And as I approached him, he just kind of goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and stared at me. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey. <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you... What do you, you have do? nothing yeah. to say to you. <laughs> I am not Magic Mike. Stop looking at me. No, I just. What I don't. I mean, it's not like I can go. I'm a huge fan. I, I mean, I, he's fine. I can go. Hey, man, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. It's cool. What you do is neat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good for you. <laughs> Acting is much more about abs now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, one thing that we don't talk about enough is because we, we sort of gloss over it. Like we saw Hugh Jackman do a Hugh Jackman literally did a quick change in front of us. Oh, and right he way. relished that moment. That's <laughs> the thing that we don't talk about enough. He he like locked eyes with us. Well, oh, he gave <laughs> each of us well. a specific memory yes. to carry with us. Thunder. He's yes. giving you thunder. Oh God. His his pecs just kept going. Were they yeah. pulsating? <laughs> he knew he knew he had an audience and he enjoyed yeah. having the audience for that quick change. Yeah, he just he, he, a guy like that changes in front of you it's like he's dunking on you which he was he <laughs> yeah was dun- he was dunking on us with his body yeah i was tempted to start changing in front of him too. <laughs> that would have been great and just just start magic throw your hands yeah, up just like, go like oh i didn't know we're allowed to change <laughs> all right i guess we're all changing now <laughs> why didn't he have the clothes on that he needed i that was ridiculous oh, that's funny he didn't it just was, come off was he coming then... from the gym yeah wait that's uh, weird you're at the oscars come dressed <laughs> Uh, yeah, he must have been performing. Was he performing in that stupid Chicago tribute? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. No. It's so that funny how we were so there dumb. and we don't know what happened. No, we were, <laughs> well, you, we were, it was like working. we were locked in a janitor's closet yeah. below the event and we had already, uh, you know, done Mr. Koch's bidding. When I'm done, I'll have an entire 30 year career in Hollywood without anything interesting happening to me. Uh, wait, no. wait, that's not you true. You had the Michael Douglas, Catherine Zane Jones. That was 
incredible. <laughs> I am um, so a, a little side. I respect you so fucking much. <laughs> so fucking much. I respect <laughs> you. <laughs> I won't get a tongue kiss you in front of this writer who needs to urinate. We're going to stand and not let him pee. Because I respect you so fucking much. Suck the cancer out of my tongue. This man's day was, he said, hide a tent. Channing Jadam saw Hugh Jackman change, and now he wants to piss and can't because I'm making out with you. That's what a Hollywood. day for this young writer. That's Hollywood, pal. Get used to it. Um, a little funny uh, sidebar about this year's Oscars is, you know, we were talking about the holdovers, which was great. Yes. Um, so my dad came and visited a couple weeks ago, and when he comes down to see me, like we we have all the streaming services that he refuses to pay for. So, you know, instantly he sort of, uh, you know, separated himself and was like, I'm going to watch this Holdovers movie. He watched the Holdovers. He loved OK, it. can I guess yeah. at something? Here's yeah. how I want to guess your dad pronounces various streaming services. This is, yeah. We haven't planned yeah, this. I love this. Hulu. Yes. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Stretches out the O. That's about right. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> yeah. He uh and it'll never be Max. It's always HBO. Like yeah. it'll never be oh. Max. And um, this peacock. <laughs> and then I watched it on Peacock. Um but so he watches the holdovers. He loved it, but instantly forgot the name and kept referring to it as, it's like in that that movie I like, The Nobodies. He kept calling, <laughs> he kept calling it The Nobodies, which I thought was hilarious, and I didn't, hilarious. Didn't, I didn't correct him. And so then I spoke to him, you know, sort of a week after he was home, and he was telling me, he was like, I recommended uh, that movie, The Holdovers, to all my friends. He said, of course, I was calling it The Nobodies so nobody could find it. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a perfect dad story. Yeah. Um, I did finally see Maestro. Oh. Oh, God. It was so bad. It was. I I can't my even God. Bring it's amazing. Like you almost have to cherish when they allow that much money to be spent on something so terrible. First of all, I saw the movie. I still know nothing about Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. Great, great I note. wasn't educated in the least. Nope. I knew going in that he was bisexual or yeah. gay and he wasn't tormented by it. He just no. sort of did whatever he wanted Everyone knew about it. There was yep. no escalation or drama around it, really. Nothing. Uh, so I, a couple theories. One is that Bradley Cooper really wanted to start smoking. Like he <laughs> wanted to smoke so badly, yeah. but he felt he couldn't. And it would disappoint everyone in his life if he started smoking. <laughs> so he created this whole thing to Just... play a character who never stopped smoking. So he could go, you know, I'm, I'm in this role. I'm, I'm smoking. Yeah, I've immersed myself <laughs> in this role. Yeah. So he, <laughs> you pointed this out. Didn't need the nose at all. No. No. Right. Yeah. But doesn't that, I feel like prosthetic noses guarantee a nomination. Like, didn't Nicole Kidman do that with, um, there was the movie where she plays. The Virginia Wolf. Yes. Yeah, yeah. what was that called? That. The Nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, it's on, it's on Hulu. 
It's streamed on Hulu. There are so many embarrassing things about that movie. It was yeah. the direction was terrible. Yep. Mr. It, Cooper. Was, it reminded me of I did these student films for a friend who was at Columbia Film School in 1996. And not that like those were so terrible. It was just grad students who didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And they're experimenting. So they're like, I'm going to make it in black and white. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> black and white totally detracts. Like you, you go, I don't know. Is it fall? Is it? <laughs> I don't like I don't like it's just fuzzy. Right. Pointless uh, black and white. Yep. The totally embarrassing thing like they did in the natural when they turned Robert Redford's baseball cap backwards and they were like, now he's 20. Where it's like there's two 50 year olds playing 20 and you just go, there's two old people and you're just telling me they're 20. Like, I'm not stupid. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll blame Bradley Cooper for that, but I'll give the lead actress a mulligan. Thank you very much. Uh, oh. um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was all around. And and again, we talked about this before the conducting scene. Was... Well, even when they, they had a scene where they tried to show, OK, here's when Leonard Bernstein conducted and here's how he's teaching a young conductor to conduct. There was no fucking difference. I couldn't tell. Like, what? <laughs> what was I supposed to be clinging on to to go like, well, he's a genius and that guy's a moron where you just yeah. go. <laughs> Totally unnoticeably the same. Couldn't notice any difference. None. And nothing. And uh, then you go, oh, and now he's uh, doing cocaine. So it's like, I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> All I wanted was his apartment in the Dakota. That was like, that yeah. was the only part I was like, oh, that's nice. The wife died. I felt nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just nothing. like, oh, good. We're closer to the end, I assume, because she's dead. You're right. Oh, God. The, uh, I recommend it though because it's it's <laughs> it's so rare after that all you that. can just see something <laughs> that's yeah. so blatantly terrible. But again, this goes to we talked about this a week or two ago. Yeah, the when things get called a masterpiece or a or a triumph. Yeah. Like that was a triumph. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A Your meaningless, word. ornate, baroque nothing <laughs> yeah a triumph uh, well but then again we talk as we talked about a couple weeks ago maybe it falls into the category of like so bad it's good like is this now good because i was so you know like you're watching a car crash was it was it that kind of entertainment i don't enjoy car crashes <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you can't look away when they did that vfx of the snoopy balloon go behind him in that dramatic scene as though the thanksgiving parade was going on yeah i to my wife said here's a quick impression of that scene and i took our dog and dragged it behind <laughs> my head <laughs> as i was talking That's and it was like the effects was not <laughs> Much worse. Than no, <laughs> God, it, it just that the the nasal the nasal voice. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, 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 I feel deeply other people. <laughs> I, I, I want to sweat and smoke cigarettes for a about sweat. an hour and a half. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm definitely not seeing this movie. <laughs> He wasn't that great to begin with. And then we're supposed to go like, no, he's totally fallen from this great guy he was. It's like he just always seemed super annoying. Yep. And that he, you know, again, he waves this stick. And I guess like best conducting movie should just be a category now because there's one every year. Because <laughs> apparently like only here do they think conducting is so super important. We need to examine it 
every year there's got to be a whiplash or a tar. <laughs> yeah, you know. that's true. Weird. Maestro. Yeah. They can't they can't knock Amadeus off the uh pedestal. You could really yeah, call every movie the nobodies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The Goonies, the nobodies. The Breakfast Club, the nobodies. That's true. <laughs> Any sports movie, the nobodies. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Dad may have stumbled onto something. Yeah. There. Here's the thing. Yeah. Like not that well, our conversation that we just had was so great, but it wasn't a hundred million dollars and me right. going around in a fake nose playing you telling everyone how good it is. Right. <laughs> it's free. I'm wearing a fake nose today. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm, I'm going to wear a fake nose <laughs> and play you. And then you can, we can CGI your nose smaller and you could play me. <laughs> and then and call we... it the nobodies. <laughs> the nose buddies. Ah, <laughs> the nose buddies. That's great. <laughs> What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh, all right. Let's fuck that up with Johnny jokes. <laughs> Rob Hollywood nominated for a nobody here. Johnny's. Oh, Epic. yes. What a week in Hollywood. Uh, not such a great week in Florida, however, a small fire at a Trump owned property in Florida was quickly extinguished by local firefighters. Uh, while no one was injured, Don Jr. was treated for coke inhalation. Oh. For coke inhalation. <laughs> oh, smoke inhalation. There coke you go. In- I got it. There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, right. I was watching that. Boy. Yeah. You're in the land of the nobodies. Okay, here we go. Here's, here's one that may not be worth it at all. NBA star Pascal Siakam sported a new beard after his trade from the Raptors to the Pacers. Fans were speculating about the beard's significance, but the simplest explanation usually being correct, one can only assume that somebody forgot to pack Siakam's razor. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's very... Boy, the, the, the gymnastics <laughs> for that journey. not worth yeah. the punchline. That was a journey and the beach was closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was the end of vacation. The park's closed, folks. Sorry, folks. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, closing strong with a couple more. Uh, a woman in Dixon, Oklahoma, had her ear torn off by a monkey. Oh. Uh, the headline was particularly chilling. A Dixon woman pummeled by macaque. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, 
In a new Netflix documentary about the legendary USA for Africa recording session, Ooh. Lionel Richie claims he does not remember if he or Michael Jackson came up with the line, we are the world. Hmm. Uh, however, he is pretty sure who came up with we are the children. Oh, wow. <laughs> Take it away, Johnny, too. Uh, very good. You know, I'm going to start out with a norm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if I can mention, start with a norm. Uh, uh, okay. A judge <laughs> threatened to throw Donald Trump out of the E. Jean Carroll trial for misbehavior. How bad are your manners when you can't even be on trial for rape? <laughs> <laughs> Very norm. All right. Well, <clears throat> after confusing Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley, Ooh. Former President Trump bragged that he took a cognitive test and aced it. Oh, yeah. uh, apparently, he was even able to identify, without looking at notes, which of his kids is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The big galoot. <laughs> Trans golfer Haley Davidson won a tournament, increasing her odds of making the LPGA tournament. Wow. Her ascension threatens to upend golf as we know it, Making it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes just a paint by numbers. A deep fake Joe Biden has been making calls in New Hampshire. Yeah, the deep fake is so accurate this morning it fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yes. Comforting. And, fi and finally, <laughs> an excessively farting passenger <laughs> imperiled an American Airlines flight. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the plane was a Boeing, so they were able to crack a window. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Excellent, excellent. Oh, and and uh, hey, thanks to our, our friend Scott Holroyd for sending yeah. that story to us. That was very nice. Look at that. <laughs> premise generator. That's right. Awesome. You did a great job with that premise. <laughs> Anyone for premise. <laughs> Wouldn't, Wouldn't that, that be nice? Be nice. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, all right, today, folks, we're, we're excited. God, what a great time uh, I had watching this pilot. So today we're we're going to talk about the Frasier pilot. I know it, it, we've gotten some feedback in the past that people like to know a little bit ahead of time if we're going to do something like this. Of course, the uh, the secret is that sometimes we don't know ahead of time that we're going to yes. do something like this. So we apologize and we hope that you can 
bring yourself back to 1993 and remember yes. watching this Frasier pilot. So we, uh, in the past, we watched the Cheers pilot, we watched the Friends pilot, and now the Frasier pilot. So let's just talk uh, first impressions. Um, I'll, I'll throw it out there. By the end of this pilot, I was thinking to myself, was this the best pilot ever written? Like, that's yeah. how good I thought it was. I was so thoroughly impressed from beginning to end. Um, but I'd be I interested agree. to hear uh, what what you two thought just overall of the experience. I I tend to watch a pilot and not be interested afterwards. I feel like so many pilots are bad and then people say, just give it a chance. But this pilot made me want to watch the whole season. It made me curious. I felt like there wasn't a moment wasted mm -hmm. throughout the entire episode. I felt like the tone of the humor was set right off the bat. Yeah. Even if the characters were supposed to be unlikable, you knew that there was a part of them that you would connect to or, or like. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I loved the pilot. I watched it sometime last year too and still felt the same way. I watched it a few times this round too and I, I, I loved it. Goldie, what did you think globally of it? Well, it's funny because I decided that I was also going to watch the first episode of the new one. That's so funny. And the distinction between the two and sort of the, the way this is not declined as an art form, but yes, it's become right. increasingly impossible, and I attribute it to cell phones and the internet, to create the kinds of situations and to create the mind space and the time to even be able to appreciate the artistry of something like the first pilot because it took its time and in a good way. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying like it took its time and it, like Maestro right. and it never <laughs> went anywhere. But it, you know, sitting him in front of the microphone and giving him these monologues and he's such an adept actor. His elocution right. is so good and so natural. And then it, it's like watching a finely tuned athlete in the original pilot that here's oh, a wow. guy. Yeah. He's a five tool player. He can do these long monologues and sell them. He can go tete-a-tete -tete with David Hyde Pierce, yes. banter, banter, lightning fast. He can do the silent stuff, uh, sell a look to camera. And yeah. then you put him with uh, John Mahoney, the dad. Yeah. And he can do drama yes. in those scenes. And he did it all. It was like a one-man exhibition. So I, I just walked away so impressed. And then... <laughs> went and watched the new one yeah. and you kind of go, it's a difficult thing to write a new canonical version of a character and to steep them in a new world. But what was missing was the faith in giving this person time to demonstrate their skills. And maybe yeah. he, his skills have declined, but it had, it seemed like they had no faith in just, letting him do the speeches that he did originally yeah. and letting it breathe in steering away from wackiness toward just the groundedness of it. Because I bought the whole thing as, as crazy as these characters are like they seem real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's the highest compliment I could give anything is that I did yeah. not feel like I was watching a performance. That's yeah. so well said. Yeah. And, and now just to, just to talk about, the original Frasier pilot sort of from the beginning, I thought they did such a great job in the first scene of tying in cheers 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Frazier comes out of Cheers, uh, uh, setting up his job and life. And they did it in like one minute with yeah. him on the phone, basically saying why he's out in Seattle, how it happened. You know, he used to spend his every night hanging out at a bar, which was the the, right. the, the tip, uh, the nod to Cheers. And that beginning also, because like you can you can explain things until the cows come home, but you have to make it funny in a sitcom. There was a great joke. We love to highlight great jokes uh, on this show. And and a great joke in that opening was when he was describing the situation with his wife. He said, my wife left me and that was painful. Uh, and then oh. she came back and that was excruciating, <laughs> yes. which is just a great, <laughs> great joke. Um, and so I thought, you know, right away, you're you're in this world comfortably like you understood what was going on and now he's a radio therapist and it's it's a, it was an excellent setup for the 11 year run uh, of the series so that opening well, scene was fantastic well, was interesting yeah. to me was that i thought it was a brilliantly written speech and i thought everything in the pilot was brilliantly written except the first joke of the whole thing wasn't funny and didn't make sense when he was on the phone with some and the, and he says, you know, you've you follow this woman to her workplace. He he basically describes oh, yeah. a stalking situation and then says, and when you did that, the relationship was over and you just kind of go and people laughed. And it was like, that's not a joke. It doesn't. <laughs> and so and then you go into this brilliant thing. So I just thought it was so interesting that the whole thing was amazing. But then in the back of my head, I was like. But why did they have that first thing that wasn't a joke that didn't really work? I the didn't first thing understand. didn't land. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, it didn't he, matter. I just right. thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but then having the Roz character there and and Perry Gilpin. after he gave that whole backstory, there was the killer joke of her saying, we cut to the news 30 seconds ago. That right. No one had heard it. He just poured his heart out. <laughs> yes. And, it, and no one knew. Right. Which was brilliant. Great. And by the way, so quick, like as a writing lesson, you just always go, if you have that huge chunk, it's got to be followed up by three words. Yes, exactly. Oh, like like we cut to the news. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, exactly. No, and, and th- that is something, I'm glad you pointed that out because I noticed... This show, more than any other that I can remember, and and we were talking about it, there were serious dramatic moments between yes. Frazier uh, and his father, and they were great. And John Mahoney, who plays the dad, is excellent, and he's a, a stage actor from way back. So he, of course, he's going to be great at the drama. But as you pointed out, Kelsey Grammer was also excellent in those moments with with his dad. But they did what you're saying. They had these really nice emotional moments. And then right after, they would just cut it with a great joke. And and that's if you can do that, you've got the audience. It's interesting, the stage experience thing, because, again, watching the new one, they just kind of cast it, it right. felt like with actors. And no one seemed adept, as Ooh. in the original, at like... Yeah you know, you, you felt like you were watching something in a theater. I don't know how they did it because if you were to pitch this today, it's, it's way too highbrow. The characters are too old and white. No one's going to relate to them. Yeah. They're they're too upscale. Like, and so in, in lieu of that, they end up doing this kind of John Mahoney was believably working class as much as I, and was he British even? I don't know. Yes. He he was. Yeah. Incredible. Whoa. Yep. 
Yep. But like now the version of working class is just a good looking person <laughs> in a t-shirt that says fire department. Right. 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 So inauthentic <laughs> yes. to what it is. That's Whereas, right. you know, just making the dad the character choice, because I don't think we knew that coming in from Cheers. I don't no. think we knew Frazier's backstory. I don't no. think we didn't know his brother. brother. We didn't know his dad. Nothing. So the the brilliant choice, and this isn't an original point to me, of making Frazier's brother even more Frazier. Well, that right? was something that I'm glad you pointed out, because when we talked about the Cheers pilot, one of the genius things about Cheers was you had the lead character of Sam Malone, who's a dumb guy, dumb jock. Yes. Then... They also yeah, had Coach. Coach was more dumb. Dumber, <laughs> right, right. You know? And so they did the reverse with wow. Frazier, where they have this really smart, sort of effete uh, guy, intellectual, and they they outdo it with, with Niles, with his brothers, even more smart, even more sort of like fancy boy. And the David Hyde Pierce casting is like, I would say, one of the, the best one of the top 10 best. Why don't you want to punch them when you watch it? Like, why are you rooting for them? <laughs> I, I thought about this. I thought it was because they, when they're sort of bantering and bickering in their own way, they don't get annoyed with each other. They sort of, they laugh. They're tickled by each other's um, sort of sour jokes towards each other. Like they, they just get each other. And so there's no negative interaction between them. Well, it's funny. I took it slightly differently than that. I, I One of the things that I appreciated about it was like you uh, you watched Niles sort of relish in <laughs> Frazier's misery. True. That's true. Like when when Niles pawns off dad onto Frazier and it's decided and, you know, the, the waitress comes over <laughs> yes. and asks their order and Frazier's like, I've lost my appetite. And I was like, one cheesecake, please. Like, it's right. going, I, I, That's a good I'm, point. I'm going to correct you because yeah. I, this is such a killer joke. He said, I'll have a large piece of cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which right. is just perfect writing. And you, and you just go like, that's not a funny line on paper, right? Right. Like, there's no wordplay. There's nothing clever about <laughs> yes. it. It's not like saucy. It doesn't evoke some sexual thing. Right. right. But it's it's such a great, pure joke of, yes. of I feel great. I can eat. <laughs> right. Yes. And they could have just left it as a piece of cheesecake, but they chose to say a large, large piece. Yeah, yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. good choice. And in that scene as well, because this was, as we're, we're, we're talking about it, this is setting up the plot of the pilot, which is what are we going to do with our dad? And he needs to be either in a home or with one of us. So there was a moment where they're looking at brochures of <laughs> yes. retirement homes and Niles reads this brochure and he says, Golden Acres, we care so you don't have to, which is already hilarious, but yes. it isn't very realistic. And so they handled that by Frazier saying, does it really say that? And, and Niles says, well, it might as well, which is a great way to handle. Because I think in a lot of shows, and we're guilty of this on Family Guy, uh, of course, because it's it a would cartoon. just say that. Yes, we would just say we don't we care so you don't have to. And we would leave the joke there, never yes. addressing that. Uh, an old folks home would would never have that on right. their brochure. But yeah, Frazier yeah. was smart enough where they said, we're going to get that. We're going to have our cake and eat it, too. We're going to tell <laughs> this joke and then we're yes. going to like justify that it wasn't real, which is yeah. great. Writing. I mean, and, and again, to go to the modern iteration, and I only do this because, you know, I 
I don't know whether we can ever go back to how good this was, but at least by identifying the difference, I'm almost saying out loud to myself, when you write your own thing, try to remember this, but everything, all of Frazier's brilliance, like it wasn't people telling you that he and Niles are smart. It was showing it over and over again, the way he speaks, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that type of banter of, of the emotional acuity to go, that's not real. And so you go, well, Niles just made this funny joke in conversation. Whereas the new iteration was just a lot of people coming up to Frazier and saying like, brilliant lecture, Dr. Crane. And your show was amazing, but they don't show any of what the brilliant lecture was. It's just people telling you that there was a brilliant lecture. So you, you don't buy it, but yes, every moment of this thing was shown and none of it was told. Right. Exactly. Right. So great. great. So great. And so as, as the pilot moved forward, we have this great scene where we meet Niles at the coffee shop and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we get all the pipe out in a hilarious way about the dad is now coming to stay with Frazier. So then the next scene and their attitude toward the dad, which, because this is, I mean, this is not that far away from the Melendez brothers or something like this is a (laughs) contemptible thing (laughs) that they're both trying to pawn their hurt cop father (laughs) off on each other and neither one wants him. Right. Like that's pretty dark. (laughs) Yes. But they, they handle it like just absolute ballerinas. It was great. Let's just get this out of the way because this is a common, I would say complaint about old TV, but in this pilot i loved it his fucking apartment was is glorious yes i love that apartment so much and you know people complain like how do the friends live in that apartment and what nobody has a job but fraser it seems slightly more earned because Mm -hmm. you're like okay he has a good job he's like a radio personality and i just i wanted to live in that apartment so bad the minute i saw it it i'll also say at that time Seattle was such a good choice because it wasn't really a national city so much. So, oh, I didn't know anything about Seattle. I felt like awareness of Seattle didn't come in until Nirvana. Right. Um, Which is right around the same time. Grunt. Right. Yeah, but it, yeah. it, you know, the so you, weren't, money. you didn't have these preconceptions of, you know, had it been New York. Right. Right. Um, right. You would have been Chicago. thinking about the rental price or something. Yeah. 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 But you yeah. go, I don't know. Seattle, well, it looks cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and so in this same moment, uh, you know, we get J- John Mahoney arrives and you you instantly feel and hear their dynamic, which is, uh, you know, w- was great and great for the rest of the series. The sort of like working class dad with the effete uh, intellectual son it was they, they milked that forever and they never ran out of milk. Um, I had a thought, Goldie. Um, you must have been creaming your jeans when they were listing chairs. <laughs> I did like it. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> when they were naming all the chairs, Ames, all I could think of was Goldie is loving this. Yeah, oh, I'll funny. say an Ames is a bit hack. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little. <laughs> everyone has an Ames lounger. It's sort of like, okay, I, it's not really, it's yeah. not sophisticated enough. Right. <laughs> Oh my god. It was silly is okay. But. Yeah, yeah. They named a few there. I noticed and I was like, <laughs> But well, imagine doing that this. now and what the reaction would be. Right. I mean, they would they would just yeah. you know, you'd be excoriated in these notes. Right. Maybe. Yeah. The notes <laughs> right. would be like, Can we just uh, have the chairs maybe a lazy boy? And a, and and the but the fact that they were naming the the fancy chairs and then dad comes in with his shitty lazy boy was a was a good you know oh, was, and it was a very funny sitcom moment is the slow wheeling in of the chair. <laughs> yes. the physical business of that 
Yep, pointed at the TV. <laughs> that was absolutely perfect. And also, like, listen, there's there's sort of this preconceived notion about working with kids and animals, but when they brought in Eddie the dog, another home run. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. The great the way they visual reveal. It. Because the, I realized what they did, because we know Eddie, you know, having watched the show, we know Eddie's the dog. But at the in the pilot, you didn't know. And they're talking right. about your best friend, and he always yeah. stares at me, He's and you're so like, weird. Who's this yeah. who's this weirdo gonna be? And then you widen to reveal it's just this adorable dog. Uh, dog staring at him. So they they were running up the score at that point because yeah. they had already had this was like the 07 Patriots of well, pilots. And the way into that scene, by the way, where Frazier's at the piano and Kelsey Grammer yes. can really play the piano, and he's and yeah. he has that last gasp of breath as a single free person and he knows it's over and he's in agony and then he like takes it off his face and puts on this fake gregarious (laughs) persona yes terrific yes Uh, and and does anyone does anyone uh flare a nostril in disgust like kelsey grammer (laughs) he was he had so many beats where that was the joke you know somebody would say something and they would just cut to to kelsey grammer making that face and it was (laughs) it was just so perfect um and also i had this thought in this scene and and the whole rest of the way is that shows like this make me miss studio audience shows because the the studio audience laughter and applause and enjoyment of this show felt so earned in a way that even of course when we were doing dads they used the real studio audience laughter but when you watch the show it still sounded so fake it sounded like, uh, you know, they they didn't earn that, even though they w- were actually using the the studio audience laughter. The Frasier pilot, all the laughs, all the applause, felt so spot on, and yeah. and you can just tell. Like Seinfeld was that way too. You would hear their studio audience laugh, and it felt so earned, and you could hear different kind of individual laughs within the big laugh. Um, and th- that it's was so hard to trust yourself on pacing, especially, you know, as the shows get cut because the commercial time increased three minutes between the nineties and now. So oh, wow. we used to be three a minutes. 24, 25 minute show is now 21 minutes. So like That's every crazy. second is premium beachfront real estate. Yeah. Um, and in terms of you feel, Oh, I have to tell this story and have these turns. And, in reality, you should be going the other direction and saying, I should be barely telling the story. Right. And just allowing the full exposition of this barely told story rather than the quickest, most ornate story. But it's right. so hard to trust yourself because you, when you don't have that laugh every, you know, 15 seconds or whatever, yeah. you just go, well, then what is this? Because it's a comedy and no one's laughing. Right. Right. And, and, and you're, you're exactly right. Frazier took the time to breathe as a show. See, this is another difference. And I think you rightly point out, you know, shows are shortened now. So we get less uh, entertainment. We get more advertising. This show, Frazier, they had a great scene in the apartment with Frazier and his dad where they they basically get into a fight and they start saying what they really think. And he says, like, I was shot in the hip. You know, I had my own plans for my life that didn't involve this. And Frazier's upset, too. Like, I wanted to be this single guy, and now I've got my 
old grumpy dad living here with me. And they didn't resolve it in that scene, which, which today they would do the full thing in that. Like they, they would go through the argument and resolve it and you'd have a sweet moment and it would be over this. You just had the drama. And then the way they did the resolution where Frazier's now back at his job as the radio uh, personality therapist and his dad calls in and they're able to speak to each other that way. And we as the audience know, okay, this is his dad and they're having a father something, but to all appearances, it's just another caller on this therapist show. Wait, that was his dad at the end? Ah, (laughs) So they have this great moment. And Frazier, the, the great tie in of the joke to this was Frazier's big complaint in the first scene where they're arguing is that you dad, you never thanked me, never yeah. once a thank you. And they didn't resolve it. And then in this radio scene where the dad calls in and they start to kind of sympathize with each other and understand each other. Uh, at the very subtly at the end of the call, when it was over, he said, you know, Frazier says, OK, thank you for calling. And, and he says, OK, th- you know, thank you for your time, Dr. Crane. And there's a pause. and He goes, did you hear that, Frazier? I said, thank you. you know, I love was, that. It was great. It was so well handled. Um, so I was I was really feeling um, humbled by this show. Oh, yeah. I, I was feeling like we come on to our podcast and we complain a lot. You know, Maestro stinks. That stinks. This isn't good. Maestro does stink. No, Maestro does stink. The Maestro does stink. So that's we're right about that. But but, you know, we come on and we, we criticize things and we like things. But this was so good. And it's so good at something that we do that we and want. And it's so to good do. right out of the gate. Right yeah. out of the gate. It's not like, you know, I go, well, watch the first nine and then it takes <laughs> off. I know. Right. That's how I feel most shows yeah, are j- like. Yeah, exactly. This took off. And of course, it had the added benefit of being a known character, Frasier from but Cheers. that could have made it even harder. That's yes. true. Well, did you guys, I read that they, they were trying to find a vehicle for Kelsey Grammer. And the original idea was for him to play a rich tycoon who got into a motorcycle accident that <laughs> ended up bedridden for life. That's terrible. And then, but then he was supposed to have a, a Hispanic physical therapist hey. who runs his business from his bed. So bad. That was supposed I'm to so, be the original. I'm so glad show. they did this instead. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. And I mean, you, you talk about Bon Mott's. <laughs> this this show gave a, a, was the American supply of Bon Mott's for eleven seasons, and you talked about uh, Niles and Fraser going tete a tete, which I think was inspired by the show. Like, why are you speaking French? Because you watch Fraser. Yeah, like, I mean, it does. It makes you feel smarter to watch that show. And I, I do yes. want to go back to that That's scene nice. in the in the apartment just for a second. And Please. not not that I really have anything to add, but man, I thought that was so good to introduce the dad's perspective and what had happened to him. And and maybe it's because I'm, you know, in my fifties and I do, I have started to think about retirement and like, could I do it? And like what that would mean. And yeah, you work so hard and, and for him to just, he played it so vulnerably yes. yeah. that I, I, I really was like welling up when he said like, do you think this was my plan that, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and it was almost that thing from the wire where it was like some teenager just fucking shot him right in the hip. Yeah, I just and then you go, you know, we've talked about these save the cat moments before of, 
you have a character do something heroic so that it uh, justifies any behavior later on. But you just go, well, yeah. So now no matter what this guy did or said, he was a cop who was shot in the line of duty. Yes. And, and, you know, the the instinct would have been like, and you saved those people and you you broke up that bank robbery. But it was just existentially pointless what happened to him, which, man, that is good storytelling because so little of life has a point. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you know, so true. and these yeah. things that are dramatic in your life have no impact on the world yeah. and the world doesn't think about you after. And there oh, was something gosh. that, you know, really touched me about that. Yes. Yeah. And we, we, we didn't even talk about uh, Jane leaves and Jane leaves is uh, Daphne moon yes. who becomes uh, the dad's sort of physical therapist and live in uh, help. She was introduced. She had a great scene too. That's the thing; they didn't shortchange any of the characters. That they and they right. didn't, but because they didn't introduce that many characters. Right. Like if you watch yeah. the new pilot, they're going nuts. There's like seven <laughs> people, and they're trying to emphasize, and they're all from different backgrounds and whatever. And their way of doing that is just saying they're from different backgrounds. And, yes. and the subtext of the Jane leaves thing, which again. I thought was brilliant and true was that your parents are so impressed with anyone, but you. Yes. (laughs) She walks in and says one or two things and is instantly the dad's favorite person. And the son who's, you know, done all these impressive things has a call-in show, a beautiful apartment and is putting him up is a piece of shit. Yes. (laughs) That's so fucking true. Yes. And to add on to that truth, was in that in the scene where the dad where Frazier and his dad are getting into it and the dad says like you know you're you're you only have me here because you feel guilty and he's like of course I do you know of course I feel guilty and then but then Frazier adds but I did it yeah but I'm doing it and that is that is a feeling I think that we can relate to on this podcast it's Mm -hmm. like yeah, I don't want to do this, but I'm here and I'm yeah. doing it. Like, I want the credit for that. Yes. Yeah. It was very relatable. Yeah, I mean, the the great thing of no character being right. I mean. Yes. Wow, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so hard to trust yourself to do that. I know. Well, Especially now because we feel everyone needs to have a political opinion as well. And we mm-hmm. need to be on the right side of it or, or yeah. expressed in some way that we know if, if this person expresses an opinion we disagree with, they get upbraided. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. so we tell the audience like we, the writer, don't worry, have the correct opinion, but to just leave it. Yeah. Unsaid. Yeah. I mean, it was genius. That's why you can watch it 20, 30 years later. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And feel like it feels as new as it did then. Yeah. Totally. The way that they would discuss these difficult topics, folding in jokes so elegantly and smoothly, just turning so quickly. The it was this beautiful, like emotional roller coaster that you wanted to be on. It was yeah, it was yeah. so. It was beautiful. You're right. Elegant is a great word to describe the writing for this show. And just just to highlight one other tiny joke, and we we sort of talked about this idea already that Niles, like one of the funniest things about Niles, is that he so relishes Fraser's pain. 
<laughs> and just like yes. as a brother, like that's hilarious. So when he's dropping off his dad and like oh, leaving yes. the the things, like there was just a moment where there was an uncomfortable exchange between the dad and Fraser, and Niles just pauses and just laughs to himself, and then he's like, "I have to leave." Bye. It was so. It felt so true. Like in the way that Goldie, you and I, like if if one of us is somehow like a turtle on its back struggling, the other one thinks it's kind of funny. Yeah. Like There's like, also the perfect thing of, and they let it pass without comment of Maris Niles's wife being five years older than he is yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's just so that's such tell, tells you so much yes. about that this guy's like a baby he needs a mother <laughs> he sort of didn't trust himself oh. uh, it's it's great character work uh, the whole I mean thing. every detail man is I so know weird. We gotta we gotta take our the the hats we're not wearing off to this and and actually I looked up uh, just to be sure that we uh, give them credit. Okay, so David Angel, rest in peace. I believe he died in nine eleven. Uh, David Angel, Peter Casey, wow. and David Lee were the three writers of this pilot. Wow. Um, so I wanted to shout their names out because. Boy, it's brilliant. Did they do a fucking hey, fantastic if job? This reaches them and they want to come on here and just receive a fucking verbal blowjob from us. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah. Peter Casey and David Lee, where are you? You did fucking amazing work. And then, you know, we've had. Teach us. Teach us. We had Steve Steve Levantan on here. He was on Frasier. I don't know that he worked on the pilot. Sometimes with pilots, it's just the creators who who kind of do it. But God, did they nail this? Um, so, uh, JC, we talked about this yesterday. In that, wardrobe, yeah, <laughs> wardrobe nailed. The it. wardrobe was amazing. I know. I I made me want to. I'm like God. I wish I could pull off a sweater vest. Like you could. Oh, please to... try. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, see, this is your Niles coming out. You can do it. No, no, no. Where yeah. I want to work. Here we go. We'll we find go. a supportive environment. <laughs> well, well, I'll get you. We'll get you. Iro- ironically, Fraser does have maestro hair. He looks like <laughs> he a does. conductor. He He's does. got that hair. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Nothing except that it was fucking awesome. And I so enjoyed Goldie. This is a great suggestion, uh, to watch this. Oh, and it's, it, it it is on Hulu, JC. Oh, it's on, it's on Paramount plus you can watch Frasier, but it's also on Hulu now, which I find a slightly more Hulu, a little (laughs) more accessible, but, uh, yeah, just carve carve through them because it's such a great experience. The last scene, you know, just at the end. No dialogue. Yep. It just lets you know that they hired Daphne. And it's yep. just like, it's the, it's so, it's amazing. I love, they don't treat us like we're dumb. You know? Yeah. That's, that's and the as best you part. said, it was, it was just kind of elegant, you know, the way they, they handled everything. So boy, huge home run, Frasier pilot. And, and I'll say this, like, I like Cheers is the fucking great show. I love Cheers. I think the Frasier pilot was better than the cheers pilot i love the cheers pilot the cheers pilot is rightfully studied and and held up there as one of the best pilots of all time i think the fraser pilot was better the cheers pilot is dog shit compared (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad somebody said it uh all right well that was open on a moon-faced preteen trying to drink a beer that's right yeah that was a wasted scene um all right well that was very fun to watch very fun to talk about and uh, and now i'm gonna dive into more frasers but now let us dive into something that we call top five 
Top five. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, all right, Goldie, I think this was you. Yes. So let's uh, let's talk about your top five. Tell the folks what we're what we're top five and about today. Top five side dishes. Yeah. Ooh. This doesn't mean people you're having an affair with. This is Ooh. food. <laughs> Sides, sides, everywhere. Sides, yeah, it's a side. So, uh, number five for me, yeah, Brussels sprouts with bacon. That's wow, crossover. Nice, (laughs) very easy to make. Yeah, and delicious. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Number four, when you get those roasted carrots with pistachios in a yogurt sauce. Wow, wow. It's an LA restaurant thing. Yeah, I know it. Number three. Steak fries. Regular French fries are so far inferior to steak fries. Steak fries (laughs) should be the default, and the skinny French fries should you have should have to ask for them. Polarizing, polarizing. Uh, Number two, biscuits and gravy. Oh yeah, how decadent when you allow yourself (laughs) to eat that nutritional bomb. I know. (laughs) And number one, and I I would say. Perhaps the most underrated food of all time. Wow. Cornbread. <gasps> we have overlap. Wow. Oh, we wow. Have overlap. Well we have, done. We have overlap. We, we have, have overlap. overlap. <laughs> Houston, Dallas, we have overlap. Okay, here we go. Top five <laughs> sides. Number five, creamed spinach. Wow. Boy, do I love creamed spinach. Gizzed <laughs> kale. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you wince when I said you creamed your jeans. I said you wince. (laughs) I hate that expression. I know. I love it. It's so gross. It's so so gross. What'd you fucking cream your jeans? Cream your jeans. Uh, All right. Number four, I had cornbread. Wow. Cornbread, Cedric, cornbread, Maxwell. Number four. (laughs) Number three, I have garlic mashed potatoes. Oh, that's a good one. Love a good garlic. You'll sense a theme in my top three as to my eating habits. <laughs> okay. number, number three, garlic mashed potatoes. Number two, potatoes au gras. Ooh, overlap. Oh, God, are they good. I know. And number one, <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, defy you on the steak part of it, but number one is fries. If you don't think so, go back to Russia. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I don't get the reference, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that was that was another big '80s insult when people would like. Oh, complain. right. Okay. You'd say, "Yeah, oh, go back, go to, back Russia. to Russia." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, okay. So my, sorry, my top five. Number yeah. five, yeah. roasted Brussels sprouts. Boom. Yeah. Just throw throw some bacon in. There. I know. Yeah, I didn't think too. of that. You're right. It's so good. Um, number four, I just love little side of broccoli rob if it's on the menu i'm gonna get it i just broccoli love it broccoli robert <laughs> bob broccoli bob <laughs> broccoli bob number three tater tots oh, oh yeah that's a good one number two as a side dish mac and cheese yeah I'd love me some mac and cheese. So It'll ruin like it. Having a kid will ruin mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. ah, that's why. see it too much. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Well, yeah. my number one and overlap with you, Alec, is potatoes au gratin. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, our topic for next week, yes. and I'm pretty sure we haven't done this. We've sort of danced around it, but top five candies. We've done okay. snacks. We've done, you know, but candies. 
Okay. Brock. Brock. <laughs> 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 oh, and I, I did want to say, um, I was managing a restaurant called Bix in the '90s yeah. in San Francisco, and for, I can't remember the Kelsey Grammer and the guy and David Hyde Pierce, Pierce yeah. and and a couple other people came in to dinner, and they were dressed like they literally are the characters they played. Yeah. They ordered amazing wine. They were a total joy. They were super sweet and polite. And oh. um, yeah, they were, they basically, maybe they're not even acting. They just seemed exactly the same. They're dressed the same way. They're friends cool. in real life. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not friends enough for David Hyde Pierce to come back for the new Frasier, though. Boy, oh. that's a, what a, what a fumble that is. They must have, there's a story there that yeah. I'm sure involves money or something. But yeah. yeah, that, it stinks that he's not on the new one. Um, that was a fun top five. It That'll be a good top five next week. And now let's end the show like we do every week on a high note. Oh, Tom and Max, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we're going to have a Tom Camel appearance. Yes. Thank God. When. Yes. Yes. We need him back. I wanted him here to for Morty to give us uh, Oscar predictions, but we'll we'll see if that can work out. We don't we're, we don't know yet, but he will be back soon. We're excited for that. Um, let me jump in with a high note this week. This is sort of I've been talking about this the last few weeks. Number ninety seven in Yemen. <laughs> so the high Ooh, note cl- while, the bo- while the bombs are raining down. <laughs> They're listening to Goldie's Golden Globe speech and wow. saying yes. yes. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> we wow, are wow, ni- wow. we are we have cracked the top one hundred in Yemen. So thank wow. you, thank to you, you Yemenis. Out if we there. get in the top five, we will do a live show in Yemen. Yemen, <laughs> <laughs> a Houthi showcase. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that it's I a real Houth Houth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh my God, o- so good. Other high notes. Oh, so I took my kids out to a restaurant last night, which is hard to do when you have kids. So this is the perfect experience. There is a conveyor belt sushi restaurant at the oh, mall. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's no ordering from a waiter and there's yes. no waiting, which are killers when you have kids. Yeah. It's just the food comes by and it's like, you want it, just grab it. Yes. And then the drinks come delivered by a robot. So. I'll say, I don't know why every restaurant isn't just this now, because you always are torn between two or three things you want to eat. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I want the chicken parm, but I also want, you know, the spaghetti and meatballs. And if everything, small plates of everything just came by and you didn't have to talk to the waiter. Yeah. And I get waiters a hard job, but I, I, I don't rely on their guidance. Right. Yeah. And you could just pluck. And then when you're done, stuff the dishes and they they count the dishes and every 15th dish you get a prize. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I had the most perfect dining experience of my life. What's the name of the restaurant? Kura, K-U-R-A. It's a chain. There's five in L.A. Right. Awesome. I'll just say it's so rare to go out with kids and everyone walks away happy. It is yeah. impossible. That's so cool. <laughs> right. And we did it. <laughs> yes. That is a high note I for love sure. That. Great high note. 
Um, my high note this week is the Australian Open tennis Ooh. tournament. Um, I've been staying up very late, waking up in the middle of the night, watching matches. The quarterfinals on the men's side, every round, every match could have been a final. Yannick Sinner beat Novak Djokovic, just yeah. thrashed him yesterday, last night. Yep. Yep. He is in his first Grand Slam final. It'll be amazing. It's going to be Medvedev against Yannick Sinner, and I'm very excited. And the women, I'm pretty sure Sabalenka will take it, but um, she's just been dominating. But anyway, that's just my, my high note. I love tennis so much. The end. Glad you're having fun. <laughs> yes. Can a- you use this knowledge to help us gamble on tennis? <laughs> um, it's tough with tennis because it's everybody has it i mean it's the, fixed <laughs> i would have bet everything on novak Djokovic because he's already won it 10 times so i would have bet everything and it, yeah. everyone would have lost so yep. um, it's hard to all know. right i'm glad we stayed away from that <laughs> um all right well that was fun today god fraser was good yes um and and great uh high notes fun top five um i want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank you two for being awesome. Thank you. And we will talk to you again next week. You hear that, Yemen? We're <laughs> coming back. That was fun. And it stops right now. I respect you so fucking much.